Hello, this is Javier Ortiz from Helping Kids. And in this episode, I want to talk to you about how can we help our kids to come out of the comfort zone, to kind of push themselves a bit more. Sometimes the kids are just giving up on those activities they used to like and suddenly they don't. What's going on here? What's happening? Why are they giving up? Why are they not putting that extra bit more effort that they used to do or they can do? And they actually do sometimes, but not when they need it. How can we help them take that step a bit farther and push themselves a bit more? So let's just start with what, what happens normally and the, and the parents' per perspective. We, we all want our kids to feel confident, to feel comfortable, to find an area or a few areas in which they're good at, that they feel proud and they can excel. And that's pretty normal and I totally, totally understand it. But now, every now and again, we see how they kind of start giving up. Uh, we, a lot of parents say they're giving up on themselves, they're not trying hard. Maybe the handwriting is a bit kind of scribbles more than handwriting, the preparation for exam is sloppy, they're giving up on music if they love, they used to love, I don't know, playing the violin and they don't seem to be more keen on doing it anymore or they're giving up on football that they used to like or they just do things but they just don't put the heart into it and, and it's quite frustrating because as parents and I work with hundreds of parents they want the best for the kids. They are um, uh, stressing themselves to take them to tennis, to swimming, to whatever it is, to act, to dance, whatever it is. And, and obviously spending a lot of money on that. And you just see the kid kind of not engaged. Uh, and sometimes it's fine, they just don't like it and that's okay. But other times that, lack of, that, that drop of motivation goes from top to bottom in a few weeks. Now, what is very important is to keep an eye on those behaviors and to make sure that we monitor how exciting they are with things. In, in a lot of the cases with the parents that I talk, one of the things that they said to me is like, well, this has been going on for a while. And then I said, how, how long is a while? And I said, well, six months to a year. And I said, well, you know what, that, that's a bit too late. Yeah, well, it's not too late because we can always work and resolve and help them. But my advice, my first advice for you is just keep an eye on your kids and see the energy level, the enthusiasm level towards those things. Um, because at the same time, it's your observation what is going to allow you to help them at the right time. So um, what are the things that young people tell me that are going through the heads? And, uh, and I feel a bit like a confessor many times. And they tell me, and uh, there's, a, there's a handful of ideas that they share with me. Uh, the first idea, the first thing is, I don't like it. I, I hate swimming. I just don't like swimming. Uh, sometimes it's, it's um, referring to personalities, either the coach or the teacher or whatever. They just don't click with them. Uh, but sometimes it's activity, they just don't like it. And that's perfectly normal. We all have those. The second part that they tell me is that, um, actually, what they say is, I don't like it, but eventually what they say is, I'm just not good at it. And I say, okay, well, you were good one week ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, but not just yet. Uh, what, what's going on there? And that for me is a lot more important. What's happening that had resulted in this drop? Uh, and again, what I get a lot of the times, well, I don't like it now. Uh, and that's kind of a get out of jail free card. 
they know that that stops the, the, the conversation, um, but it doesn't, of course. And eventually, once that we um, let go of those things that they probably don't like, they just don't have a, a, an eye for art, or, for, or they just don't like contact the sports, like rugby or whatever, once that we eliminate those things with a perfectly valid, even if some parents don't want to hear it, but it's perfectly valid. Um, once that we uh, eliminate those, where we get to the feeling that your kids are not telling you, is that they are afraid of failing. They're really, really afraid of failing. They were good to a certain point. They don't know what they did to be good, but they just felt good. They just seemed to get result, results. Uh, and now something has changed. They just don't seem to get that drive. They don't seem to get those results. And, it, and it's all or nothing. It's not I'm working on it. It's I'm good or I'm bad, period. That's how they see it. And obviously because I'm not good, that means that I'm bad. And therefore, the best thing I can do, rather than make a fool of myself, is giving up. And that's what's happening through a lot of kids um, of all ages. And I'm talking 8, 10, 12, 14, 15. It's happening, this thought process, those feelings, or oh, I'm just not good enough, I might as well give up. It's happening to them. Uh, and that is a feeling that we need to connect. And that's what um, I'm going to talk to you next. So what is the alternative? What, what can we do? Um, the first thing that I ask parents to do is to um, check with themselves, am I overdoing it for my kid? Am I getting them into too many things? Do they really need to do uh, swimming and hockey and tennis and typewriting and uh, extra tutoring or whatever it is? Yeah? Am I doing too much? Are they doing too much? Is it, is it healthy and, and is it feasible that they enjoy all of them? Now, um, obviously kids enjoy being busy, but they also need that free time. So just have a bit of a sense check in yourself saying, is it this a bit too much or not? And you know, God, follow your gut feeling because you're probably gonna get it right. The next part is to um, talk to them, have a conversation, just be very honest, but don't think a point, don't blame that, is not going to work. It's only going to come against you at some point. So just have a conversation and highlight what is that you're observing. What is that? Just say, listen, I, I know you, you enjoy football. You like playing football. You see your friends. What's happening? Well, I notice you're not just that enthusiastic. If you have a conversation with them just after you spot these patterns, when it's starting to happening, you got a much, much better chance of success in that conversation with them. One thing that I, I always suggest, this is the part, the second part of this approach is devolve responsibility. Have a conversation with them about what is that they want to do and what is that they must do. So for instance, going to school is a must. They have to go to class. That's non-negotiable. Uh, you might want to say that it's important for them to have certain life skills, swimming, whatever, but you can have a conversation with them saying, listen, there's a number of things that I feel as your dad, as your mom, that you have to do. But there's others that we maybe you're not so important about. So how can we get to an agreement? Now, what you're creating here, you're creating a joint plan. You're not imposing it on them. You're allowing them to be part of the solution. 
And kids as, as young as six years old will take on that. They will thrive on having that conversation, on being able to express their voice. So have a conversation with them about what is going on and what are the things that maybe they need to drop and what are the things that unfortunately they will have to do. One thing that I normally do when I have this conversation, I say, listen, I, I have to go to work. I have to put food on your plate as my daughters. I have to do these things. I have to send those emails. I have to uh, send the invoices. So there's a lot of things that I have to do. And unfortunately, we have to do them. And there's a number of things that you have to do. And that's only fair. So again, it's not finger pointing. It's not being on top of them, better than them. It's just about having an honest conversation with them. And you'd be amazed how well they will react. The third part is once that you understand that they, um, they feel comfortable with whatever you have agreed to decide, just find the comfort zone. What is that they can do that they feel comfortable doing? So always be aware of taking it one or two levels down. If you think they can do 10, whatever it is, take it down to six. Yeah. If you think that doing um, five activities, uh, take it down to two. If you think that doing one hour of football is okay, give them the opportunity to do this and why don't we do half an hour and I bring you out halfway through and that's okay. Yeah, find the comfort zone in difficulty or intensity of what they're doing. Find that comfort zone in which they feel comfortable because what you're going to get, you're going to get a yes to that rather than a I don't know or I don't want to do it. You aim to get that yes. Yes, I can do that. And once you find the comfort zone, what you do is tiny by tiny, little by little, you increase that um, difficulty. You increase that um, length of time that they're doing something. Wherever it is, little by little, little by little. And this is a key thing on, on the work I do, but to be honest, in, in all my life, well, uh, my mantra is plan for winning. If it's too difficult, if it feels a bit too far, if it feels a bit too challenging, maybe I'm not going to be able to do it. So I'd rather take it one level down and have a journey of steps that I can do and I feel more comfortable doing it. So just have that journey little by little and regularly moving that goalpost just a tiny bit farther. And the final part is a reward. We don't do things for nothing. So just think on, on how can you reward them? What are the, the ideas, the thoughts, the moments that can make that experience a bit better? Uh, maybe you want to go for a cookie, for a um, croissant or for an ice cream after the, um, after the activity. Or maybe it's about having a five or 10 minutes longer bedtime or maybe it's about watching a TV or a series or a movie that they want. Yeah, it's a small things. And, and when I talk about reward, I, um, the most important things that you want to do about reward is that is not focus on material things. If you can do it on just kind of five, 10 minutes of mummy time at the end of the day, 
uh, let them choose the movie that you're going to, to see. So you're going to watch a movie, that's okay. They can choose what is the movie. Just think on those things that don't cost money and create those connections and make sure that they understand that that reward is because of what they did. Now, if they haven't done it, you don't tell them, you punished, you don't get this, yeah? You don't do that. But if they haven't got it, you just don't talk about it. But when they've done it, spontaneously, without any pre-warning, you say, you've done so well, why don't we go and get this for you? Why don't, we, why don't you choose the movie? Or why don't you stay a bit longer with us? And, uh, and we can watch whatever series you want to watch. That is the point. And, and obviously with all the kids, what you can do is you can tell them, listen, you've done so well. What, what could you like to do today? What could you fancy? Do you fancy if we go out for a meal or something? Whatever it is that is congruent for you and for them, but it's your reward and you manage it as and when you do it. You don't, it's not carrot and a stick. They've done it something, you're happy with them, you give them a reward. So um, just to, to bring this all together, I want you to, to think in a slightly different way of everything that I told you. Uh, so think about computer games. Now, most people have played computer games and you know how they go from level 1 to level 2 to level 3 to level 100. And, and what they do is in every level, it's just marginally more difficult than the one before. And they know they can pass those levels. Okay, so when I pass from level 5 to level 6, I say, yes, I'm in level 6, I made it. So there's that satisfaction. They can notice what is that they're doing. And at the same time, the difficulty between level 6 and level 5 is not so far that I don't feel I have a chance of getting, of, of winning on this level as well. Uh, and that's the ethos. That's why computer games are so popular with, with kids, because it plays on that. It plays on my confidence to be able to achieve something uh, and at the same time on the reward of achieving it. As simple as that. I'm in level 3, I've done level 1, level 2, therefore I got a good chance of doing level 3 and when I get into level 3 that's what my reward. And they don't need badges, yeah I know that some games give you badges or whatever, they don't have anything to take home really, they just have the pride of having done it. So um, I hope it helps you thinking like that because it helps me a lot thinking like that when I work with kids. And, uh, and it's really, really useful. Once that they start getting the pride of achieving, you're onto a winner. You're doing something good. They will do it because they want to do it, because they feel good with themselves and because they know they can do it. And that's really the end goal. You want to help them get to that point and say, yeah, I think I have a chance. And that's all I wanted to share in this episode. Uh, it's about how the journey, the process to get your kids to do something that they're probably losing motivation or they're not so engaged about. Keep an eye on them. Never, never, never brush it under the carpet. When you see one or two situations that is happening, probably there is a pattern. You will probably spot three, four or five of those. That's when you need to act. Act as soon as you notice this. Don't wait for it to go have the conversation, talk to them, create a plan, start simple, start easy and build it up as we go and ensure that they feel that sense of pride, they've done it, ensure that they have that kind of 
reward at the end of it, whatever it is, but never, never underestimate the power of I'm proud of you. The power, the power of having that simple conversation with them and just saying, you know what, you done well there. That is one of the biggest rewards you can give them. And um, as always, that, that's all for me. I hope you like it. Please do send us your comment, comment on the links below, comment, uh, send us your questions, see how it goes. If something is not clear, please let us know. We will answer all those questions. And uh, I hope that you found it useful and look forward to see you on the next video. Thank you very much. Have a lovely day. Bye.